morning we're going to be looking at Toy Story 4. Now, how many of you have seen 1, 2, and 3? None of the adults, hardly any adults are confessing to see 1, 2, and 3. It's a classic, aren't they? They are classic, fantastic films. A majority of us will have seen them, and of course, throughout the theme of Toy Story, it's about friendship, isn't it? It's about adventure. It's about going on a journey. How many of you like adventure? How many of you like going on journeys? Yes. So, of course, it's about going on that adventure. Okay. Do you need me to slow down? A little bit. (laughs) Sorry, I'm going to have to slow down a bit. So, about going on a journey and about going on adventure. And, of course, friendship is about hard work. It's about laughter. It's about being there for one another. So we're going to show a little bit of the trailer for Toy Story 4. Okay, a little bit of fun. If you haven't seen it, there's the trailer. It is a good film. But as we think about friendship today, one of the most important things in our life is choosing our friends. Yes? Parents, as parents, you pray for your children that they have the right friends. And as you grow up, you kind of your friendship changes. Take a look around you. Okay, this could be dangerous. But who is it that you see? Who is around you at this moment? Who are your friends who are good? So have a quick look around you. Maybe smile at somebody. Maybe. Are they your friends? Yes? Can you answer that? Are you surrounded by people that will lift you up? Or are you surrounded by people that will pull you down? It's important we surround ourselves with people that are going to lift us up, that are going to have that important influence in our lives. You see, you are closer to some people than other people, aren't you? Now, as you get older, sorry, young people, your friendship changes, and sometimes you lose contact with your friends from primary school, from senior school, but it's important to surround ourselves with the people that we know that love Jesus, that they're going to have that good influence And as when we see in Toy Story 4, it's about friendship. There are loads and loads of toys. How many of you have still got your toys from your childhood? I nearly brought my teddy bear in, which is called Teddy, and has no fur left on it. Has anybody else got a teddy bear like that? Nobody admitting to it. There's one or two. You've got a teddy bear that is so precious to you. And this story, of course, in Toy Story, it kind of relates to it. something that is precious to you. As we look at Toy Story, as we look at their friendship, and we see what it means to we see the characters. So we look at Bo Peep, okay, we have the sheep in there, we have Etch-a-Sketch, we have the Green Army Men, we have Ham, we have Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, we have Rex, Slinky Dog, Jesse, Buzz Lightyear, Woody, and then in this film, we, there is Forky, okay, which is pretty much a plastic fork, Okay, made, it's a spork, okay, made and is nicknamed Forky. But of course he belongs to Bonnie. But the thing is, he doesn't realise who he belongs to. As we delve into that today, is we want to ask that question, answer that question, is who do you belong to? Do you know who is etched on your foot? If you've seen it, the film, okay, normally it has Andy written etched on there, or this time it has Bonnie. Do you know who you belong to? Do you know that you belong to Jesus today? 
Do you know that he is your friend, that he is your saviour, that he is there every step of the way? You see, when we look at friendship, we have different levels of friendship, and we see it so clearly within the Bible as well, the different levels of friendship. So in Matthew 4.25, it says, large crowds followed him wherever he went. People from Galilee, the ten towns in Jerusalem, from all over Judea, and from the east of the Jordan River. You see, large crowds followed him, but did they really know him personally? Then we come to the next level of friendship. In John 6, it reveals to us that he had many that followed him, even though some turned away from there. It talks about it. And then in Mark 3, which is going to be our main scripture, it says, Mark 3.13, it says, Afterwards, Jesus went up on a mountain and called out the ones he wanted to go with him. And they came to him. Then he appointed 12 of them and called them his apostles. They were to accompany him and he would send them out to preach, giving them authority to cast out demons. These are the 12 he chose. Simon Peter, John and James, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot. Christ personally chose those 12 and invested most of his energies into them. Is he investing into you? Are you allowing him to invest into your life this morning? They had their 12 apostles, but then it goes one further. In Luke 8, 51, it says, When they arrived at the house, Jesus wouldn't let anyone go in with him except Peter, John, James, and the little girl's father and mother. Jesus had an inner circle. He had three special people. And when we see those different levels of it, Think about who is in your inner circle. Can you name them? Can you actually sit down and think, actually, those are the people that I want by my side. Those are the people that I want to be friends with who have an impact within my life. It's interesting. Have you ever done this? In Luke 6, it says, One day, soon afterwards, Jesus went up on a mountain to pray, and he prayed to God all night. At daybreak, he called together all of his disciples, and he chose 12 of them. Jesus prayed when he was choosing his friends. How amazing is that? He didn't just go along and say, you can be my friend, you can be my friend, as such. But those that he wanted around him, close to him, he chose and he prayed. He knew who they were. And then he goes, his inner circle, he goes and gives them nicknames. Do you have a nickname? Would you like to confess your nickname? You see, Simon, he changes it to Peter, meaning rock. John and James, son of thunder. He changes their names. It did make me laugh because I do have a special name, but only my family and a close three people can actually get away with calling me that name because they are precious to me. And of course, my brother takes it always one step further and pushes the boat. But of course, how special are you to your friends? How special? Do you have that special relationship? Do you have that nickname? Jesus gave them a special name. He wanted them within the inner circle. You see, if Jesus spent time praying for choosing his friends. Don't you think we need to spend time praying 
and choosing who is within our inner circle, who we are going to spend time with, who we can have an influence on, but also who can have an influence on, on us. What difference can they impact? See, in choosing his friends, Jesus thought not chiefly of the comfort and help they would be to him, but how much he would be to them, what he could impact within to their lives. He welcomed affection. We all like affection, yes? yes. We all like encouragement, yes. yes? We all like to be happy to have those people that are close around us. Jesus wanted that as well, but his deepest desire was that he might be a blessing to them. Are you a blessing to your friends? Are you a blessing to your friends? A couple of you? Are you a blessing to your friends? Hopefully we are a blessing to our friends. You know, it doesn't matter what time of the day it is, you can phone them or they can phone you. We used to have a joke with our young people is that they could phone me no matter what time it was in the night. And bless Caroline, I think she's in. She was a student and I think three o'clock in the morning, the phone went. And of course I thought it was an emergency. I answered the phone, she went, hi Karen. I was like, everything okay? I just wanted to test to see if you really meant it. I was like, thank you, I love you, good night. It only happened the once, it didn't happen again. But are you willing to pick up that phone to them no matter what time it is? in the morning or through the night? Are you willing to be the one that is there for them? He chose the 12. He wanted to lift them up. He wanted to honour them, that he could pour into their lives, to enrich their lives, to equip them to be there. What is he doing in your life today? Is he equipping you? Is he enriching you? Are you spending that time with him? Are you able to say, Jesus is my friend. Are you able to know him as your Lord and Savior? In Toy Story 4, you see the commitment of Woody. Woody is the fantastic character. You see how committed he is, not only wanting to protect his friends, but he would go as far as surrendering everything for his friends. He wanted the best for him. He wanted the best for his kid, which is the owner, which was Bonnie and it had been Andy. He wanted the best. He knew he belonged, but he also wanted other people to know that they belonged. Do, you, do your friends know that they belong to Jesus today? Do you share the love of Jesus with them? Friendship is so important. We need to take that example. We need to have that desire to be a friend rather than take, take, take. What are you giving? Are you being that friend that can change somebody else's life? When we look at the example Jesus sets, he has the inner three, he has Peter, he has John, he has James. They were the ones that were with him most of the time. They're always mentioned first within the Bible, taken to see Jairus' daughter healed in Luke 8, taken to see the transfiguration, taken to the garden of Gethsemane. It might be a bit harsh, but the closer we get to Jesus, the fewer friends we have at times. Because as we get closer to Jesus, we need to have the people of the same minds, the same people that are going to be there for you every step of the way, who are going to give you that slap when you need a slap. I know I joke about that. I say that to Sarah. One of these days, Sarah is probably going to give me a slap. 
and then I'm going to be wondering why. But sometimes we need that slap, maybe not that hard, but to wake up and say, you're going in the wrong direction. You need to be going that way. Are your friends able to be honest with you, to be brutally honest and say, let's step in line. Let's step in line. You're going in the wrong direction. You see, within the film, Woody is independent. He's strong-willed. He cares about the other toys and takes them into consideration. He puts them first. Then you've got Buzz. He rises to every challenge. He's the protector, but sometimes he doesn't think before he does. Any of you like that? Sometimes kind of go straight in there and then sometimes look back and think, why did I do that? And of course, he presses his button until he hears the answer he wants to hear. He kept on pressing it and pressing it and pressing it. like, oh, that's the right answer. I'll go and do that. And then we've got Jessie. She's energetic. She's loyal. She takes control of situations. Have you got any friends that are like that, that are loyal, that will take control of the situations? And then in, in Toy Story 4, we have Bo Peep, who is independent and strong-willed. What does your friendship look like? What does your inner circle look like today? Can you relate to some of these characters? Can you kind of maybe put your friend is Woody, or your friend is Buzz, or your friend is Jesse? What do they look like? What was it that Jesus had with his friends in the inner circle? When we look, Peter, he was bold. He was dynamic. He was the doing person. He made mistakes, blew hot and cold, but was enthusiastic. Can any of you relate to Peter at all? Can any of you think, well, actually, hot, cold, I go in it with full force and then sometimes back out and think, why have I gone in that direction? Why am I hot-headed? I need to change. He was the one who walked on water. He was adventurous, but yet he was the one who denied Christ three times. The difference of Peter, he made the mistakes, but that is why Jesus changed his name from Simon to Peter, meaning the rock. That is who he was going to become. Who are you going to become? Who is Jesus changing you to become? Is the characteristics within you? Are you becoming more like him? The good thing with Jesus, he referred to Peter and to Simon. He, a couple of times, he changed his name back. Normally with Simon, he was using the name kind of to tell him off. Now, how many of you get the full name when you're getting told off at home? When you relate to your parents, you get the full name. You know you are in trouble. When you hear that call up the stairs or you hear on that phone call, it used to be Karen Louise Inman, get here now. And I was like, oh, like, I need to go. Or am I going to escape? What excuse can I come up with? It was the tone of the voice. But then, of course, being called my nickname, okay, which if you really want to know, maybe you have to come within the inner circle on that one, okay, I would get that. And, like, and it was affectionate and it was loving. And this is how Jesus was with Peter. Peter brought a lot to the table. He was confident, but he could be aggressive. But he also learned humility. 
through his denial, he became humble. He learned courage and became secure in Christ. Can you identify with Peter? Can you think, well, actually, that's me, but I'm going to change. Or my friend, one of my friends is like that. Then we have James. James isn't mentioned much within the Bible. We don't really know that much about him, but he's mentioned within the inner circle with John, with his brother, also given the nickname Sons of Thunder. Now, when you think of thunder, isn't it? It's loud, okay? It can be harsh. It can be dangerous. So we can kind of think of his personality, can't you? It's thinking, okay, he's been given that. But with James as well, he was willing to give his life. He was the first disciple to be martyred, okay? He had a passion. Are you passionate this morning? Yes. Come on, let's be passionate. Yes, we can have some fun in church, okay? We can be alive because Jesus has set us free. Yes, if we know Jesus, then we should be full of passion. We should be full of passion, knowing where he is taking us. So James, it kind of tells us the importance of being together. He was with his, he was with his brother John a lot. Two is better than one. Yes, having somebody with you side by side, encouraging you on. Being your cheerleader. Yes, we all like to have a cheerleader. We all like to have somebody say, well done, it's really good, keep on going. And then we have John. He was nicknamed the Apostle of Love, but also had been given the name Sons of Thunder. So it shows the transformation. He'd kind of gone from a son of thunder okay, to the Apostle of Love, sharing the love of Jesus. What are you sharing? What are you sharing are you sharing that love? Does that love shine out of you? When somebody looks at you, we had our summer ball on Friday night with our young people and we did lots and lots of fun and we gave awards out and we had a silly award for the biggest smile. But it makes a difference. A smile goes a long way, yes? And I got a little, some of those teeth that you wind up as a prize. I was chattering away. But a smile goes a long way. John showed the love of Jesus. He shared it with everyone. You see, our inner circle can be quite different because it'd be boring if we were all the same, yes? We have some things in common. My prayer is our main thing in common is Jesus. Is Jesus is at the center of your inner circle because all other things doesn't matter. They don't matter. With Jesus at the center, you will see the difference. It's made me think a lot in preparing this about who is my inner circle, how things have changed, how we, can have, we need to have the passion of prayer, praying together. We have our friends here from Korea. They've been praying till three o'clock every morning. What a difference prayer makes. Are you praying together? Number one, as a family, are we teaching our children to pray? But number two, are you praying together as friends as well? Do you actually say, come on, let's pray into this situation. What difference can it make? Proverbs 17 says, a friend loves at all times, even when they are annoying. Okay? We're called to love at all times. And then Proverbs 18, 24 says, but there is a friend who sticks closer 
than a brother. And a quote from Buzz, I think it'll come up. Okay, it says it's coming. Are we there? Okay, it says, the important thing is that we stick together. Who has got your back? Who is close to you? You know, if Buzz is saying this, it's important. Okay, but of course it's in the Bible. It's more important. Okay, it says, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. It's important for us to realize friendship is vital. A quote from Woody says, you have to be there for Bonnie to Forky. See, Forky wasn't sure who he was. Do you know who who you are? Forky was struggling with who he belonged to. But Woody knew, Woody knew that he belonged to Bonnie. And he was saying to Forky, come on, Bonnie loves you for who you are. As we think of that, Jesus says to us, I love you for who you are. You belong to me. You belong to me. Jesus loves you with all his heart. He wants you to belong to him. He wants you to have that close friendship with him. So you belong to Forky. And then we look at Ecclesiastes 4, 9 to 12. Many of you will have read this scripture and maybe you've had it read, your marriage and that, but it says two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm, but how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple-braided cord is not easily broken. You see, if you're alone and you're walking alone, who has got your back? Let me see. Anna Sue, jump up here. Okay? Because if you're walking alone, okay, and the enemy is attacking, who's got your back? Who's covering you? But if you go back to back, similar height. Okay? Anna Sue has got my back. So no matter where I go, you're going to have to follow us here. Okay, she can see what's going on behind me. If I turn around, okay, she can see what is going on. She has my back. Because if we're facing, if we're talking to each other, you can face this way, okay, (laughs) if we're talking to each other this way, who's got our backs? We need to have somebody who has got our backs. Go on, thank you. There we go, on that side of it. Who has your back? Who is going to be brutally honest? with you because face to face it's great we can be nice to each other okay but we need somebody covering our backs to say that when the enemy is coming they're saying come on come on come on we can get through this I'm covering your back I'm covering your back you need to have someone who's going to speak into the truth because we all have blind spots yes sometimes our attitude might change sometimes pride might come in And as I said before, it's that where you need that slap. You need your friends to say, come on, wake up. Change your attitude. Change your pride. Don't go down that line. You need somebody to be brutally honest in everything that you do. Who gets you? Who gets to see who you really are? Who gets to see you when you're crying? Who gets to see you when you're in a low place? 
Who gets to see you when you're in a fun place? Who gets to see you? Do you allow them into your lives? Are you allowing them? See, Jesus wants you to have that inner circle. Jesus had an inner circle. He needed their people there with him. Not only for them to be inputted, but for him to bless them as well. For him to equip them, to empower them. Because we can be vulnerable, yes? We can be vulnerable at times. We need to have people to lift us up. Proverbs 13, 20 says, Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Who are you associating with? Are your friends wise? Some. If they've got grey hair, they say there's some wisdom. And my... um, My hairdresser the other week officially told me that I've got quite a few grey hairs and white hair now. I'm like, ah. So maybe there is some wisdom coming. I don't know, but the the only problem is the other week I had my last wisdom tooth out. And so all four wisdom teeth have gone. So I don't know if the wisdom has departed from there or is coming back again through this bit. But are your friends wise or are they foolish and they'll get you into trouble? It's interesting, isn't it? Who are you surrounding yourself? Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Are you walking today with the wise people? Are you equipping yourself with those around you? Have they got your back? Are they of the same sound of mind? Are they still thinking like you? See, Acts 2, 42, all believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals and prayer together. Transform communities right there. So straight there, it says, okay, apostles' teaching, fellowshipping, sharing in meals, praying together. This is why we're encouraging you as a leadership team is to get into a transformed community because you need each other. You need each other. See Ronald at the end. If you're not already connected, see Ronald at the end and get connected into a transformed community because you need people alongside you. You need people of the same mindset to encourage you, to lift you up, to even have a shoulder to cry on, to turn to them, to text them at three o'clock in the morning, to call them at four o'clock in the morning. My phone is now going on Do Not Disturb tonight. It'll be on Do Not Disturb for the whole week. You can phone Pastor Greg instead. He's not here this morning. I'm sure his phone's probably on Do Not Disturb as well. Aaron's like, thank you, Karen. But honestly, we need to be there for each other. Our phone's on. The knock at the door to open up and say, yeah, come in. To have those loving arms that Jesus had his loving arms surrounded round to give a cuddle, to give a hug. Now, I'm not a huggy person, you know that, but recently I've had to become a huggy person. And it's like kind of pushing me, kind of thinking, okay, I can do this. I really can do this. And I, do I really have to, Lord? But God gives us loving arms for a reason, doesn't he? He surrounds us with his love. He surrounds us with people that love us, that can embrace us and give us that special hug when we need a special hug. So outline of friendship when we look at Jesus. Number one, he prayed about it. It's time to pray. 
about who your friends are. Not to disregard them, I'm not saying that, but to pray who your inner circle is going to be, who's going to build you up, who's going to be honest with you. Number two, his friends lived lives of obedience to God. He didn't just hang out with them merely to have a good time, but to invest in them. Are your friends, are you setting that example, living a life of obedience to God? Spending time inputting into each other's lives. He chose them in order to send them out and to go out with them to do life together. Who are you doing life together with? Who's by your side? Who is your cheerleader? Who are you doing life? It goes back to transform communities as a church. Do life. It's natural. It shouldn't be a chore. It's natural. Who do you want to spend time with? Who do you get excited about when you receive a text? I laugh with Sarah now because a text comes through and with other people, you know, you get the text, you read it, but you read it in their tone. Yes, anybody else does, does that? So when you receive a text, you know how they're saying it. So I sent something to Sarah the other week and I kind of put in brackets. I'm being very stern at the moment. And she goes, I know. <laughs> she didn't really need me to put that in brackets because she knew the tone of the text. Do you relate? Do you have that relationship with each other? Number four, he chose friends he could share his heart with. John 15, 15 says, I have told you everything the Father told me. Do you have the same heart as your friends that you can share that you can let them in, that they really know who you are. He proactively chose his friends. He didn't pick, merely pick those who desire to be close to, but he chose them. He wanted them to be close to him. He wanted them to have that relationship. Are your friends in touch with God? Are they connected? Are they full of the Holy Spirit that they are going to lead you, they're going to help you? Are they doing that? And then... Jesus' friends received hard sayings. He spoke the truth. We don't like to hear the truth, do we, at times? Anybody else like to hear the truth at times? There's one. We like to hear the truth. But of course, knowing the truth of God is good to hear. But when we're going down the wrong line, we're going down the wrong path, we need to be pulled back in line. We need to be pulled back in line. And then number seven, Jesus' friends were those who stood by him during his trials. It says in Luke 22, you have stayed with me in my time of trial. And just as my father has granted me a kingdom, I now grant you the right to eat and drink at my table in the kingdom. Are you there? In the times of trial, are your friends there? I've seen it so much over the last few months. I'm grateful. I thank God for the church family. I thank God for my inner circle of friends. Through times of trial, it's good to know you have your friends there that can lift you up, that can encourage you, that can just be there even when you want to be on your own. Jesus had his friends who stood with him. Even though they might have made mistakes, they still stood with him and they spoke truth as well so as as I close think about your inner circle think about how many friends you have it's not about Facebook or Insta how many likes that you get or how many friends I checked on my Facebook friends the other day 
And I have about 450 people as friends. And I'm like, how? Because let's be honest, I don't know them. I might know 50. It's maybe traveling people have added me as friends, but they're not my friends as such. They are acquaintances. They might like something. It's not about young people. It's not about the numbers of likes that you get on Insta or on Facebook or on Twitter if you still do Twitter. You know, as they used to say, isn't it? Twitter, you used to tweet a lot, maybe tweet a lot of rubbish, stuff like that. It's not about that. We measure friends in quantity at times rather than quality. Start thinking about who your true friends are. Start thinking about who Jesus has placed within your inner circle. See, in John 15, 13 to 15, it says, Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father I have made known to you. Jesus defines a friend as someone he would die for. And the best thing is Jesus has died for you. Jesus has died for me. This is what friendship is about. In Toy Story 4, we see Woody longed for Forky to be accepted, to, to know that he belonged. Okay, Gabby Gabby, which is a doll in there, she just wants to have a kid. She wants to have her owner. She spent 60 years stuck in a shop. And all she wants to know is she wants to know that she belongs. So two questions today is number one, do you know you belong to Jesus this morning? Do you know that Jesus loves you, that he died on the cross for you to set you free, to be your friend? And number two, what does your inner circle look like? Who has your back? Who is going to support you and challenge you? It's so, so important. I'm going to invite the band to come back. But as we think about that, as we contemplate about it, who is your inner circle? Who has God blessed you with? Who do you need to have surrounded, to, to surround you? Because Jesus loves you. Jesus wants to be in the centre of that friendship. Do you pray together? Do you spend that time? What is your conversation like? Do you talk about Jesus? Or are you talking about what's on Netflix? Or are you talking about what's on Amazon Prime? Or what the latest series is? But, or are you centering on Jesus? Let's stand together. Let's just spend a couple of minutes just... Thinking, thanking God for our friends, but also thinking about, Lord Jesus, who is in my inner circle? Where are you placed? Forgive me if I'm not close to you. Draw me closer to you. So let's just pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you this morning that you love every single one of us. And Lord Jesus, we do thank you for friends and for family. 
But Lord Jesus, as we've spoken and as we heard, Lord Jesus, Lord, I pray that you'll place into our lives, Lord Jesus, the people who are going to be real with us, Lord Jesus, who are going to be true to us, Lord Jesus, who are going to help us, Lord Jesus, be drawn closer to you, Lord. Lord Jesus, as Peter, John and James spent so much time with you, Lord Jesus, I pray, Lord Jesus, that, Lord, that we will spend also that time with you, Lord. I pray, Lord Jesus, that this morning, Lord Jesus, that, Lord, we will fix our eyes on you, that we know, Lord Jesus, that we belong to you, for you are our Lord and you are our Saviour. So, Lord Jesus, I pray, Lord Jesus, Lord, continue to speak into our lives, continue to draw us closer and closer to you, Lord, that we become more like you. In the name of Jesus, I pray.